1: I haste me to my bed, the dear repose for limbs with travel tired. But then begins a journey in my head to work my mind when body's works expired. For then my thoughts from far where I abide intend a zealous pilgrimage to thee, and keep my drooping eyelids open wide, looking on darkness which the blind do see, save that my soul's imaginary sight presents thy shadow to my sightless view, which, like a jewel hung in a ghastly night, makes black night beauteous and her old face new. Lo, thus, by day, by limbs, by night, my mind, for thee and for myself no quiet find. That is some Shakespeare from Sonnet 27, okay? And the sonnet about sleep. What happens when we go to sleep? And yes, as you guessed it, today I want to talk about sleep. All things sleep. It's one thing that we all share. We all share because all bitches gotta sleep. Mm. Excuse me, I'm eating a cucumber. I know today's episode was supposed to be actually out yesterday on the day where new episodes of Mind Poppers come out every week on a Wednesday, but myself last night was up all last night following the presidential election in the United States and I was up until like 6am so I wasn't really in the right place to record and I had no fucking sleep. So today we're going to talk about sleep and let me say this before I get into the little mind poppers in regards to sleep throughout the episode. You know what I did in the last couple of weeks, I decided to invest in in my sleep and this isn't an ad for anything at all um but you know what because we sleep for one third of our lives one third of our lives we're in the scratcher you know so to me it's like why not invest in your sleep you know because I'm the person who has been lying on the same pillows and the same duvets God for I mean like could could, could be well over 15 years, you know, like how all, cause you know, your parents, like they do the bed and like they buy you pillows and a quilt and all that when you're younger and you just hold on to them, don't you? When's the last time you saw a bitch walk into a room with like a new pillow for you? No, you know, it's like, here's your pillow and that is your pillow for life, you know? So I just got it into my head. I was like, shit, I was like, right. It's like, you need to invest in your sleep because I, I mean, I don't sleep a lot, but I love to be in bed, you know? And I remember I was like taking off like the pillowcases and like when you see that white pillow for the first time, you know, when that white pillow sees light and they just have these like bizarre, like brown stains, you know, like and you're like, where the fuck and yellow stains. And I'm like that. Did that come out of me? Did that come out of my body? You know, and honestly, like I had a pure white pillow and the last time I looked at it, it was like mahogany brown you know right I don't know what was happening if I was like getting up in the night and like some sort of parasomnia, yes which we'll get into later and like shitting on the bed something like that you know it was really disgusting and I was like god I was like my beautiful little noggin you know rests you know rests my weary head on that every night you know and I was like no more you know, no more, I was like, I'm I'm not doing it, so I ordered new pillows, I ordered new duvets, and I actually went on, you know, Claire Balding, my buddy, she has this website True Hair, you know, she's all kind of interested in hair products, all that kind of shit, um, and she actually had, um, these pillowcases, right, I, I think they were, like, 45 euro each, but it was 100% silk pillowcases, okay, so I got two of them, so it came to just under 90, um, and I've used them ever since. And whatever about what they do for hair, I, I can't speak on that. But having a hundred percent silk silk pillowcase for your skin is just—it is a game changer. I, like the first day I woke up from changing to a hundred percent silk pillowcases. Oh my god. You, you just know straight away. You see it in your face. You wake up looking so much fresher. You know, then with the, I'm not even sure, whatever cotton kind of shit that I had before. But it just sucked all that shit out of my face. And I'm telling you now, I'm actually looking at myself in the mirror while I'm speaking I am. (laughs) I do not look good. (laughs) But what I will say is that I have never looked better. You know, my skin has never looked better. So if you're even going to change one thing about your sleep lifestyle, then I recommend getting the hundred percent silk pillowcase. And I know Claire Balding has them available on her website trua.com for um, and in multiple colors. Um, but yeah, obviously, silk pillowcases, I mean, Claire Balling doesn't own the fucking market on silk pillowcases. You know, you can shop around if you want. I'm just saying that I got them from Claire and they were amazing. But I just do have a terrible history with investing in my sleep. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, my sleep infrastructure, you know? As in, same pillow for, God, almost two decades, same quilt, all that shit. And I have to say... I, I don't know, I don't have the answers on how much, you know, people should wash their sheets. Like, I know people who will wash their sheets and their pillowcases and all that shit once a week, you know, fresh new bed lining once a week, good for you, you know, if I had that time. Um, and then I know other people who could literally go four months, okay? four months without washing their sheets getting into that same crusty bed four months you know in a row and that person would be me I would be one of those people you know like I I just don't see the point and I know I probably should because look let me it's not like I get into that bed you know like a little angel and lie there and fall asleep you know I'm not that kind of person like if my bed sheets could talk you know what they would say you know what they'd say say, kill us Please, please kill us no more. He just doesn't stop, you know? As in, if you came into this room with a jackhammer, you could smash those bed sheets like that, you know? Which is fairly disgusting, I know. But I don't know. It's not like I'm walking. It's not like I've bed bugs, you know? Now, what I will say is, like there's always like little bits of tobacco in my bed and I am I always get the munchies at night time so like I'm always like dipping something into a glass of milk you know I'm always either like dipping a a cookie or a Nature Valley bar or there's always something being dipped into milk there's always crummies, you know so the bed I mean while yes in theory it could definitely use a fucking wash but I mean, what am I supposed to do? Like, am I supposed to stop eating in bed? You know, I'd rather, I'd rather sleep on the fucking floor. Anyway, I have some interesting facts about sleep and we'll go off on different little segues when when we come across something interesting. Now, uh, one more thing on Claire Balding. Um, I'm supposed to be having her on this podcast. Yes, the first guest of the Mind Poppers podcast. Um hopefully the next episode we're going to see what we can do um is going to be a funny one on drinking whatever so we'll probably hook up and have a few drinks uh, and record an episode all going to plan but enough about that tart okay the first uh this one now this one blew my mind genuinely blew my mind okay get get ready for this one so in 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 terms of sleep okay 12% of people dream entirely in black and white Isn't that fucked up? And listen to this, right? Before colour television was introduced, only 15% of people dreamt in colour. So older people like your grannies, granddad's, whatever, um, they'll tend to dream in black and white more often, you know? Now, are you one of these people, the 12% currently, you know, in modern times, um, who sleep, Who who dreams in black and white? Isn't that so fucked up? You know, or whatever. I'm not sure the the exact psychology or science. You know, whatever ties the television to to people's dreams, but dreaming in black and white, like seriously, do better. Do fucking better. Black and white. Get with the fucking times. Who is dreaming in black and white? Like, do you people who... I'm speaking directly to you people who dream in black and white. Like, do you even have fucking sound? You know? Because my dreams, right? Like, multicolour. Let me just confirm. And HD shit. Do you know? Um, So it's just... It's so crazy to me that some of you bitches... Have been dreaming in black and white. You know, like time to do better um two thirds of a cat's life is spent asleep, okay, which is is no surprise there um and then again, like for us as people, I think they say one third of our lives are spent asleep, and that's why I was trying to drill into you know invest in your sleep infrastructure, you know, um deaf people, okay, we haven't um. Haven't piled on them in a while here. (laughs) Um, But it's not uncommon, okay, according to this article, for deaf people to use sign language in their sleep, you know? So there are many instances where people who have reported their deaf partners or children using sign language in their sleep. I'm like, okay, I understand that. I do understand that because deaf people, you know, also need to be able to, I guess, dream, you know? Absolutely, it's very important for us. But at the same time like do i need to be asleep and then look over and seeing someone doing the damn macarena you know <laughs> again that was not an insult to to the deaf community you know we love you here um i mean god we don't love you so much as that i'm transcribing these you know but i'm sorry i'm one man um but you know that that isn't that amazing you know the um the versatility ...of the human body, you know? Just, you know, signing away in their sleep, you know? Which is all well and good... ...until some bitch gets a fucking, you know, face full of knuckles in their sleep... ...because their deaf partner, you know, was saying, like, hello... ...you know, in their dream, you know? So, I mean, God, that is difficult. And, you know, it's something for me about... ...people who do shit in their sleep... ...it always freaks me out, always freaks me out, like, whenever... I'm staying over, you know, in one of the lads' house or whatever. And you be in the bed next to them. And they start doing shit. And you know they're asleep because it's always the deep sleepers as well that get up to the creepiest shit. And I, I used to hate going on sleepovers. Or even today if I'm just crashing in one of the lads' gaff. it's the same bitches, right? I'm not a person, right, who can lie down and go to sleep. They say that really within between 10 and 15 minutes is the healthy kind of way of that's how long it should take you really to fall asleep not me not me i'm there for hours on that fucking pillow hours like talking away mad to myself in my head like going through these like so many different scenarios oftentimes you you know sexual in nature you know or if i you know i'll be thinking ahead you know I'll be planning arguments in my head. I I do do that sometimes. Think if I know that, if I'm going in tomorrow and I know that my boss, you know, has something to say to me or, you know, whatever, I'll be kind of putting out that scenario in my head, all the different things he could say and all the different things I could retort, you know? That is why I'm so quick on my feet, you know, because I've prepped this, you know, while the rest of you bitches have been sleeping, you know? I have planned out every possible argument that I'm going to encounter the following day, you know? My life is quite chaotic. Um and as well it's not even that like, but you know the way when you can't sleep like this whole ten, fifteen minutes bitches be falling asleep and you know people, if you're not one of those people, um, then you know people who, who are out like that when, when the head goes onto the pillow. Like i will be doing stuff with my legs, do you know? I'll be like throwing my legs up behind my head and, and doing all this shit. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with you? Um but there's just nothing worse, and I'm so jealous. Uh. <laughs> sorry you get what you pay for here Um, but there's nothing worse than those people and I'm so jealous of them who are out like a light like so many of the lads you know if I'm crashing in their place whatever and you know if I'm in bed with someone you know and I, I might like to talk you know talk I might you know crack a few jokes you know I have a few stories and you know the way it's obviously like oftentimes it's not sexual you know you're just crashing with a friend and there's something about like pillow talk between friends at night where you know you're going to sleep so people tend to be more vulnerable you know so you can have maybe a conversation on a a deeper level um because people are quite vulnerable when they sleep you know it's like you know a dog squatting down to take a shit you know and that look of vulnerability in its eyes you know where you know then and there you can be like tell me your secrets and they'll open up um but then these people, they're out like a fucking log. Like you can actually look at them, and within five minutes, they're like like deep sleep. and I, and I'm so jealous of that. I'd love, you know, because I, I tell you these people as well, they're never like the, they're never the fucking perfect people. You know, they've more drama going on than the rest of us, but they can go out like a light. I have so much as a a drop of confrontation and it's going to have me up the night. I'm a restless sleeper. Like my mind is constantly on overdrive. So I'd love to be like one of those people who can just shut shit down like that, you know? Because I know some terrible people, honestly, really evil people, who who can just go, and they're gone, off. And I'm like, oh my God, how is that fair? How is that fair? All the terrible things that you do and you're out like a light sleeping like a baby, you know? Whereas I'm up half the night like a madman. Um... But it's always those people, you know, in my experiences, who go out like a light, you know, who honestly now are out like a... And you know, it's like say Claire Balding's the very same because you see her after a couple of cans. She's out like a sack of shite, isn't she? Half the time. Um, but it's always those people that, that do the weird things at night. Do you know, like, it used to freak the fuck out of me when I'm trying to sleep. And, you know, like I said, it takes me hours to get to sleep. But when some bitch is dead like a log next to me and starts talking in their sleep oh, that freaks me the fuck out. That freaks me the fuck out. Cause, and, and, I, and they're like, mmm, mm, 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 and you're like, what? You're like, are, are, you, are you okay? Are you, are you, did you say something? And then all your guys like, yeah. so terrifying. So I'm like, bitch, who are you talking to? You know, it is just terrifying to me. Always like, just gives me the chill when a bitch starts talking in her sleep. You know, I'm like, if you've got something to say, say it to me when you're awake, you know, not like this. Only thing worse than a bitch talking in her sleep, right, is those people that get up and move around. Oh my God, I don't know worse people. I have never encountered worse people in my life. Those people, you know, where you're just kind of getting off and you look up and you see like a bitch over at her desk at night and like walking around and you're like, what are you doing? And they're like you know and you're like what and they're up and about and they're doing shit and they're walking around the room and it's pure like paranormal activity stuff like you know when you wake up and you see this sleepwalking bitch standing at the end of your bed you know that there is a good chance that shit's about to go down you know like this is when you get got you know so those people who like if if you're a sleepwalker and you invite me for a sleepover have a spare room for me, do you know? Have a spare room for me because I don't need to wake up in the middle of the night and seeing you at the bottom of the bed, like doing what you be doing, you know? As in, control yourself, please. I remember one night when I was younger, I was staying home, or sorry, I was staying over in this in this girl's house. Like we, we were only kids. And I remember waking up right in the middle of the night. I hadn't heard her move, you know? I hadn't heard her move because she was obviously a sleepwalker and a sleep talker. Um, and she was, like, standing kind of towards the end of the bed. as she was, like, singing. It was, like, this ominous, like, kind of, I can't even, I don't even know, I couldn't even make out what the bitch was singing, okay? But uh, seriously, I was like, are you for fucking real? You're inviting me over on a sleepover? Or, and, like, I was, like, wait. Honestly, I was, like, sat in the bed waiting to hear Tom Jones, you know, spin around in the red fucking chair, be like, I want you on my team, babe. You know, it was just shocking, you know? These people unnerved me to no end. And it's the same way when you're in bed with someone, um, like sexual or not. You know, the amount of times I've been about crashing in someone's place. And you wake up in the middle of the night to someone on top of you. Like someone on top of you. Like I, The amount of times I've woken up struggling to breathe because someone's either chest or whatever, they're just laying on top of, of your head. I'm like, are you for fucking real? Like, does anyone in this madhouse respect any kind of boundaries? I was like, if you don't mind, I'd actually like to keep my nostrils open, you know, so I don't fucking suffocate. And if you could log your fat ass chest off my face and go back over to your own side of the bed. And I like spooning, I do. I'm a spooner, you know, there I said it. Um, But it's just very dangerous when you're spooning someone and you fall asleep, okay? because like take it from me you don't want some 230 kg asleep on top of your head it was nearly it was honestly nearly game over for me i was getting those like little spots you get in your eyes you know those little those little dark spots like i nearly passed the fuck out like i nearly died because some bitch fell asleep on my face you know so sleeping can be very dangerous and you have to find you know a, a really good sleeping partner and as well sorry to go on about this But I just, I never understand when you're sleeping with someone and, you know, they they like put their arm down on your side, as in up along your pillow, as in like, oh, lie on my arm, you know, lie on my arm like we're in the fucking notebook. And I'm like, oh, my God, gee willikers. Sure, that sounds insanely uncomfortable. You know, your bony, scrawny fucking arm, you know, in in place of the perfectly good pillow that I have underneath. But no, sure, fuck it. Let's give me a crick in my neck. (laughs) such a bitter little man (laughs) right so next thing I want to talk about right very briefly um you know that sensation when you're falling and you're like half asleep and you kind of go like like you know that kind of jerk thing but so apparently that they're called hypnic jerks okay um and no one is totally sure why we get hypnic jerks but they're like Deemed perfectly healthy. Like there's nothing wrong with them. You know as far as they know. And like now they do say that. Like you may see like more kind of like hypnic jerks. Like jerking yourself awake. You know if you have like increased levels of anxiety. And caffeine like physical activity before bed and stuff. And I I don't I guess I'm just a very anxious person. Because I do. Get these hypnotic jerks quite frequently. Like, honestly, if you were come into my room at uh, some parts of the night, you'd sw- it, uh, honestly, I'd be in the bed like Daniel O'Donnell, like crazy like You know, these hypnotic jerks, like, I'm all over the place. And it does wake me up, but then it's like straight away, like, I go back to sleep. So, you know, it's all good in the hood. Um You know what, what I actually as well would like to, to bring up here is the whole... <clears throat> um wet dream thing okay because when, when I was younger like the whole concept of a wet dream basically this is how poorly sexual education was given to us but in my mind it's like you had a wet dream so basically a wet dream is also called a sleep orgasm and a nocturnal emission. okay you know take the fucking fun out of that um but so basically what I used to think you know when I was younger is that so you were like 12 or whatever and you haven't gone through puberty and then you had a wet dream, so it's obviously a wet dream for those of you who don't know is when you orgasm in your sleep <clears throat> um and then and then you became a man you know basically was the whole thing that you were waiting on this one wet dream, and that once you orgasmed in your sleep, then you would be um you know you'd be a fully functioning sexual adult you know um but <clears throat> I soon learned you know through my own endeavors that wet dreams um, or whatever you want to call them sleep orgasms they actually happen you know all the time and they're not limited to this you know there's not just one ground zero you know it's you know it can happen now it does obviously happen More frequently when we're, say, in our adolescence, because, you know, we have such, you know, varying levels of hormones going crazy and what have you. So it does make sense. Now, And not everybody gets a sleep orgasm. Some people will never have had a sleep orgasm in their lives. And I feel bad for you because they are the best. (laughs) Oh, there's nothing like a good fucking sleep orgasm because you're really doing none of the work, you know. Basically, for those of you who may never have had a sleep orgasm or nocturnal emission. Basically, you're asleep and you're going to be having some sort of erotic dream, some sort of sexual dream. Now, not every sexual dream will result in a nocturnal emission, which, again, that just sounds fucking disgusting, doesn't it? Not every um, sex dream will end in a sleep orgasm. Um, and the thing is, you're so deep in your sleep and your REM cycles that it's not like you're you, It's not like you in bed and you're like, oh, 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 I'm going to come and you wake up. It's not like that. It's because whatever way orgasm does to the brain and it's tied with the REM cycles, I would say more often than not, at least for me, I've never fully come out of a sleep state after orgasming in my sleep. Um, And it's just the best because you're really lying down doing nothing and you're having an erotic dream and you orgasm. And there's there's things for about this as in like, as far as I'm aware, it's not like you're it's not like you're sleep jerking. You know, you're not masturbating in your sleep per se. You're having an orgasm and it's, you know, very intense from an erotic dream and your body orgasms. Now, as well, you have to take into account as well, you know, things that are going to bring about this is a lot of people who sleep on their stomach. um, It, it can do it like the materials of your bed lining and whatever touching off your genitals and what have you. And that is always something, you know, because when I was younger, more so, I can't God, I can't remember the last time. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a nocturnal emission. May the gods bring one about soon. You know, um, because I I remember younger, and I was kind of thinking in my head. I was like, right. I was like, okay. Just so we're clear, I'm I'm definitely not like just sitting up in the bed and jerking off while I'm asleep. You know, and as well, it's like, okay, am I making noise? Like, am I am I like asleep? And am I like ah uh, ah? Uh, oh, rock my shit, rock my shit, oh, you know? And like, oh my God, are people listening to me like that? But I don't think so. I think for the most part, a sleep orgasm is fairly silent and it's amazing, you know, it is amazing. You're asleep and all of a sudden, you know, you're having this sex dream and you're like, oh, fuck, and you come, you know? And it's amazing. And, And then you obviously have to wake up the next day and you're like, oh, well, you know, you know, you can see, you can see yourself, you can see, you look down, you're like, mm-hmm, somebody had one hell of a nocturnal omission last night. Um, but it, it does come, I feel like, with a little less shame, you know, that this old, old Ireland Catholic guilt than when we orgasm, um, you know, normally in the waking world. Because you're like, well, well, I was asleep, you know, how, how was I supposed to know, you know, it was it was out of my hands.
0: And 365 day returns.
1: Okay, and listen to this, right? Those that are born blind experience dreams involving things such as emotion, sound, and smell rather than sight. And it is weird, you know, because people, we're all very different and we do, you know, communicate or navigate this world, you know, through different ways, you know, depending on just what kind of life that we have. And, you know, for blind people, it's through emotion, sound, and smell. You know, like God, I I thank God that I'm not smelling shit in my sleep. Is all I have to say because some of my dreams are really fucked up. You know, truly are, and I'm like, what? you know, as in you don't want to be dreaming that there is some big old booty in your face, and then be like, hmm, or like you know, blind people as well. I guess it is hard to navigate. I I guess I can, look. I'm not. I can't speak as a blind person. But you know, if you are having an old erotic dream and there is a big old fat booty, you know, above your head, but you can't see it, you know? So what you have to do, you're like, mm, that's a booty, you know? So I do you know, but it is interesting again how people navigate this world, you know. And I will say I'm not a oh god, I'm not making fun of the deaf of deaf people, not to go back on that. <laughs> but it's it's just, you know what, because I love some of my best friends are deaf. <laughs> no, but my grandfather is. Um, and you know, I know we laugh and joke, but obviously, I do understand. You know how it difficult it is for people who are, you know, who have different disabilities to navigate this world. Absolutely. Um. But I do remember. Okay. Um. I was going. I was going to the cinema, right, with the lads. And and this is just a, a side story. Um. My one of my experiences with the deaf community. Um. And we had been out the night before, and I had gotten absolutely paralytic. I was just fucked up, I was on some fucked up shit, and then the next day it was like kind of around 4pm and I thought I was over the worst of my hangover but you know those ones that come for a wicked, like, encore towards the end of the day so they were like, right, will we go to cinema or whatever and I was like, cool, you know, not doing anything else I'm just sitting around in my own fucking filth and shame so we were going to, I think at the time it was actually Captain Marvel was out with Brie Larson, so we were going to see that, and we'd gone in Excuse me, to sit down. Ooh. I could be getting a second win right now. We got in to sit down and the movie was starting and I had to get up. I got up twice, so in and out, like excuse me, excuse me, make me for fanny, you know, in and out twice to the bathroom to get sick. There was nothing coming out. You know, and someone out who was this sick only two minutes before the movie started, I was over in Mahan Point shopping centre, absolutely wolfing down a hillbilly's pizza and a big strawberry milkshake, do you know? Um, nothing coming up anyway um so went back in for a third time anyway sat down had to get back up again I was like no I can't do it I can't do it I was like I'm, I'm going to get sick I can't be here had to get back up anyway went to the bathroom right face on the toilet bowl for about 40 minutes right <clears throat> I was like I can't I was like I can't get that family to stand back up again and go back in to see fucking Captain America or Captain Marvel sorry I was like I can't get these pe- people these good people to stand back up again so I was like fuck it so I was waiting around and Christ that movie went on for about three hours I'm sure. So I was like right I was like I'm not going to sit around like I have no lift home I have to wait for the lads are out of the movie. So I was feeling a little better not 100%. So I saw that they were actually showing Captain Marvel I think it was in 2D in another screen. Um, So I bought a ticket for that and it started like 40 minutes after the one that the lads were in. So I'd gone in anyway and I got a seat right at the back so that I wouldn't be bothering anyone if I had to pop in and out you know to the vomitorium. Um, so we started watching the movie anyway um grand movie started about five minutes in lights came on um and i was like what the fuck's going on here movie restarted whatever um again so movie went on from the fucking start again i was like right i was like we'll watch it again first five minutes and again lights come on again okay and i i don't hear anybody saying anything you know and i'm too hungover to get up and be like excuse me what the fuck is going on here room's dead silent um and I was like I was like come on people I was like where is your anger where is your passion I was like I refuse to watch the first 5 minutes of Captain Marvel again I refuse Um I was like I don't know about you people but I've other places to be I hadn't but you know <clears throat> still Couldn't incite any bit of fire in this crowd. Did not know what was going on. Movie starts again anyway for the third time. We get five minutes in and what happens? Lo and behold, the lights come on. The movie fucking stops, right? Except this time the lights are on and I see people like doing shit with their hands, you know? And and it's like uh, across the room. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what is going? Is this some sort of like Star Trek convention? Like, are these people like super fans? Like, am I? Like, there's definitely something I'm missing out here. Definitely something. So, anyway, some fool comes in, you know, who works at the cinema, and is like, okay, um, he was like, sorry about this, guys or whatever, and he has someone along next to him as well that's doing um, doing the sign language, um. And it turns out, right, it turns out that this movie was actually a screening for people who were, you know, hearing impaired Um, and they stopped it for the fourth time or the third time because... The movie they kept restarting the fucking movie with no subtitles. So it was a screening for the deaf. And I was like, okay, well, things now suddenly are starting to make fucking sense with with everyone moving their hands and not a peep out at everyone when the movie fucking stopped and started for the third time over. I swear by the end of it, I was only fluent in sign language myself. Um anyway, I sat down right fourth time now, okay. I was I could I was reciting the movie. Fucking verbatim. Honestly, I thought I was caught in some sort of hungover time loop. Watched Captain Marvel the first, I guess it was five, between five and 15 minutes. First 15 minutes again. For the fourth fucking time. And by the time I, by the time I had seen any new material from that fucking movie, the lads were finished the movie and they're like, come on, time to go. You know? And I was like, thank God. Because whatever is happening here on this cursed day, It needs to end. And I have never gone back to see or watched, you know, streamed Captain Marvel. Because I tell you, I have seen the first 15 minutes four fucking times. It is enough for me to never want to see Brie Larson, that bitch, again. Ever, 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 ever ever again. And now back to sleep talk. Um... Right, so they say that forty-one percent of the British population sleep in the fetal position. Well, you know, I'd be sleeping in the fetal position too, you know, Brits, if I had invaded and took what I took, you know, throughout history, I'd also be sleeping with a little bit of a with a little bit of a pill on my shoulder, you know, with a bit. You know, what that's called? It's called sleep shame, you know. Um, also, they say, right, get this: that high earners between sixty-five to seventy-five thousand pounds get the best sleep. Yeah, well, of course they get the best fucking sleep. You know, if I was dragging in seventy five thousand pounds, you'd never fucking wake me. So that is just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, but what I wanted you to talk about, remember, I was talking about a while ago about sleepwalking, and showed fifteen percent as well of the the general population. Um, they they say are sleepwalkers. Um, but you know this kind of whole this concept of para insomnia, which is you know people having strange behavior. Um. Uh, when they sleep, you know. Listen to this because it does get weird. You'd be surprised. You know, it's it's not just like walking around the room like a fucking idiot, like one-eyed Willie from the Goonies. You know, you like, ar, ar. you know, it's, it's some people who suffer for this insomnia, They'll get up, they'll drive a fucking car, they'll go down, they'll cook breakfast, which is just even more terrifying. You know, they're caught in in this in this like in this like middle point between not being fully asleep and not being awake. So they're still stuck in this sleep-like state, I think, which is terrifying. And listen to this. Okay, so listen to this, right? A case of what they call homicidal sleepwalking. You know, this is why I don't trust these people, you know? So it's about the Kenneth James Parks case, which is one of the most notorious kind of sleep homicide stories that we have, right? So basically the story goes that in 1987, Kenneth James Parks was a married 23-year-old Canadian man with a five-month-old daughter. He had a very close relationship to his in-laws with his 42-year-old mother-in-law, Barbara Ann Woods, referring to him as her gentle giant. Yeah, well, you got a big fucking storm coming, Barbara. Um, the summer before the controversial events, he developed a gambling problem and fell into deep financial problems to cover his losses he took funds from the family savings and then began to embezzle at work oh my god again the beautiful work of such a peaceful giant gentle giant eventually in march 1987 his actions were discovered and he was fired from his job on may 20th he went to his first gamblers anonymous meeting okay good for him okay we love a good comeback story he made plans to tell his grandmother the following Saturday, May 23rd, and his in-laws on the Sunday, May 24th, about his gambling problems and financial difficulties. Early on in the morning of May 24th, 1987, Kenneth Parks drove 20 kilometers from Pickering, Ontario to the house of his in-laws in Scarborough, Ontario. He entered their house with the key they had previously given him and used a tire iron to bludgeon his mother-in-law to death. He then turned on his father-in-law, attempting to choke him to death, but the man managed to survive the attack. He got back in his car and, despite being covered with blood, drove straight to a nearby police station and confessed, turning himself in, stating, I think I have just killed two people. Park's only defence was that he was sleeping during the entire incident and was not aware of what he was doing. Naturally, nobody believed it. Even sleep specialists were extremely sceptical. However, after careful investigation, the specialist could find no other explanation. Park's EEG readings were highly irregular, even for a parasomniac. This combined with the facts that there was no motive that he was amazingly consistent in his stories for more than 7 interviews despite repeated attempts of trying to lead him astray that the timing of the events fit perfectly with the proposed explanation and that there is no way to falsify EEG results led to it was led to a jury acquitting Parks of the murder of his mother-in-law and the attempted murder of his father-in-law. The Supreme Court of Canada upheld the acquittal in the 1992 decision Orr versus Parks. Some doctors believe Parks should have been found to be not guilty by reason of insanity instead. Well, look, there you have it. There are people out there, okay? You know, we all know a sleepwalker. Who knows? You may be lying in bed to a sleepwalker right now okay but sometimes I don't know where it gets mixed up along the way but like you have there with these parasomniacs okay it can lead to murder murder okay you know I don't like that I don't like that and as for the whole thing apparently it's a myth about waking up sleeping sleepwalkers I guess it's a myth again I'm not 100% sure um, I read an article in research for this podcast saying that it was a myth. But then again, I mean, how many, how long have we been hearing that it's not a myth? Um, but you best believe, trust and believe, that if a motherfucker is sleepwalking around me, oh, you best believe I'm going to wake them up. You best believe I'm going to be screaming in their fucking face um, and shaking them. You know, like the way they never sh- say shake the baby? I'm going to shake that baby you know absolutely as if um, you just heard what happened to the mother-in-law you know who god adored her gentle giant you know um son-in-law you know i'm not waiting for a fucking gentle giant to wake up and for my head to be pressed in between some gentle giant thighs trying to pop my head like a fucking grape you know all the meantime while he's asleep absolutely not I'm just not doing it. So you do I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys. You know, I'm not in a position where I'm laying down next to a sleepwalker every night, you know? I'm not. So I don't really know what to tell you guys to make you feel better, you know? And the thing is about sleep, like sleep is a beautiful, complex thing. Um, that just has so many things like there's so much things that I want to talk about in terms of sleep. Like you know, it talks of dream talk, um, and sleep paralysis, you know, but I can't fit it all into one podcast. Will I try fitting in sleep paralysis right now? I guess I could. I guess I could. You know, I'm unemployed, I don't really have anything else to be doing. Now I do have a shower coming up at nine PM and um, but I will try okay, let's do it. Let's talk a little bit on sleep paralysis. Right. I'll only dwell on this for a couple of minutes, okay? And then I'm out of here. I got a shower. But I guess, you know, like sleep paralysis, you've all heard of it, you know? Basically, it's the kind of, it's the inability to move or speak as you're waking up. You know, when it can go on for a few seconds or for a few minutes. And a lot of you may have experienced sleep paralysis and may, a lot of you may have experienced sleep paralysis and not have any recollection of it. Um, I myself have, I think, only one recollection of sleep paralysis, maybe two. But I'm sure that there has been more times. But I've just forgotten about it. But in looking into sleep paralysis, whatever. I found this site where people were sharing their stories of sleep paralysis. And some of them rocked me. Like this one one girl, Raji. Um, was having sleep paralysis and she awoke to find herself right looking at herself sleeping as she scanned the room she saw a figure rocking backwards and forwards at the end of her bed like what do you do in that situation Uh. right another one um, about sleep paralysis um, the story was called the old hag so this person writes in and says, I'm 42 and first had a nightmare about a terrifying witch at the age of 16. She kneels on my chest and stares into my face, slowly getting nearer and nearer. I am completely terrified. She wears a black cloak and hood. Her face is like a witch and evil generates from her Um, and sur- evil generates from her, surrounds me from her. Other times I can be lying on my stomach and she will creep her hand up the back of my head, down my face and her f- and hook her fingers under my top teeth and pull my head back. Other times she will bite me. She would sit on the bed, knock on the door, call my name and generally... She, call- she sounds like a real fucking freak. You know, I was kind of like, oh my God, this old witch. But the whole running the fingers up the back, you know, I'd be in bed and I'd be like, lower lower um, but ooh no don't like that not a fan of that one but the whole like hooking the teeth and like pulling your head back like she, she, you sound like honestly man you sound like you're about to get fucked you sound like you're about to get a good fucking right there that is honestly that is terrifying Um, oh my god another one so I am in my early 20s and I used to have mild hallucinations when waking up without the use of an alarm while being unable to move. This was years ago. And I, it never really bothered me. But it happened this morning. Which was kind of my fault. So I hung a jacket. From the hood of a closet door. Um, on the way in front of me. The night before. And when I woke. I saw a woman standing there. With a jacket on her. And, and back turned. Somehow I assured someone. Somehow I. Sorry god I'm having a mini fucking stroke. Okay. So I hung a jacket from the hood of a closet door on the way in front of me the night before. And when I woke up, I saw a woman standing there with the jacket on her and back turned. Somehow I assumed someone I knew was laying in the bed beside me. I don't know who. So I was trying to yell to the person beside me. Then slowly the woman turns so I can see her from the side. And it was my cousin who died last year, and was just staring at the mirror in front of the door. At this point I am losing my shit, but I can't seem to yell out. Then all of a sudden I regain movement and end up yelling. You see her, right? Right? What the fuck is happening? I turn and there is just a blanket laying beside me, and when I look back I easily make out. Just the jacket hanging on my closet door. I'm still freaked out. That was a story from Reddit, okay? Now, another story from Reddit. Of course, Reddit always has the most fucked up shit. Sleep paralysis started when I was seven and it was scary. I remember the walls shaking and ringing in my ears like I was going through a tunnel. This continued into my teens and sometimes I felt I was battling entire groups of demons that spoke strange languages. Then I explored lucid dreaming and and lucid dreaming, another fascinating area, and following my spirit guides until they became unpredictable and began biting me and being evil in general. Okay, what is it with these sleep demons and biting? then in my late 20s i discovered that i could have sex with these beings i know you're thinking that that is disgusting no one was thinking that i would move my hand to my private area and have an orgasm by myself like an old nocturnal omission as we well know i would move my hand to my private area and have an orgasm by myself without ever touching myself strictly in my head oh my god me and this guy have the same superpower this would immediately send me to sleep afterwards and it was and it has that added effect of making the sleep paralysis enjoyable okay well well well, there you have it now my one uh, encounter that i can actually recall of sleep paralysis i just you know what the thing was right i think i actually triggered the sleep paralysis myself because i think there has to be some correlation of researching sleep paralysis and having sleep paralysis on the mind and now you guys if you've made it this far you know, will also potentially have sleep paralysis on the mind and I think that's what triggered it for me is because I had sleep paralysis on the mind. I was thinking about it, I was kind of in a state where I was like looking up these horrible stories and listening to friends about their experience of sleep paralysis and me being like, oh god, I I hope that never happens to me. I never want to have sleep paralysis and of course that night I had sleep paralysis because I had such sleep paralysis on the mind Um, and I just remember, being there in that state of shock, not being able to move, you know, being awake, not fully awake, but being very alert in my mind, but being paralyzed. Um, And, you know, of course, I knew it. I was like, fuck it. I'm having sleep paralysis. I was that aware. I I didn't really have any visions or whatever, right? But my head was lying down on the pillow, I guess maybe to the left, and, and I couldn't move. And all I remember is hearing this deep, guttural voice in my ear you know and i and it wasn't really like a dream because i could remember it the next day um not even the next day w- when i had freed myself from sleep paralysis but i remembered this low deep guttural voice being in my ear and it said something and, and and i don't know what it said but as soon as i g- g- got up from the from the sleep paralysis i was like <gasps> you know and i was able to move my body again all i remember and all i remember to this day is whatever that voice said, I just knew that it was the most evil things that I've ever heard. The evil that came out of whatever voice was in my ear, speaking in my ear, was just palpable. You know, I knew, like, to my core, that this shit was evil. Whatever it was saying was was just evil, you know? And, you know, and I didn't even get fucked afterwards. <laughs> Um, And that is it from me and the Mind Poppers podcast. Remember, if you take anything from this, it is invest in your sleep infrastructure. And, you know, forget everything I said about sleep paralysis. You know, it probably won't happen to you. In the meantime, stay woke.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.